Every single time Hunter wakes up from a nap these days, he's asking for a snack and it's usually a fruit snack. And I used to say heck no to all kinds of fruit snacks and goodies like that because I hated all of the artificial dyes, harmful ingredients, and the ridiculous amount of sugar that they have. And while I still am a big proponent in not having all of those things all the time, I find so much hope in knowing that Thrive Market has me covered and has Hunter covered for not just all of those sweet fun treats, but also other essentials while keeping him safe and healthy. And it's honestly become a fun little tradition for Michael and I to sit down and pick out our Thrive Market order. They're so amazing and such our go-to for delicious snacks and pantry essentials and so much more. Their app is so easy to use and everything is delivered to our doorstep in a matter of days, which drastically reduces my stress level because making time to go to the grocery store is my least favorite thing to do. Plus, I'm obsessed with their standards. They restrict literally 1,000 plus harmful ingredients and they only allow the most trusted ingredients for you. I mean, even last order, I saved $20 and got an incredible deal on the poppy probiotic sodas that I love. Plus, it's not just good for your family. When you join Thrive Market, they also gift a membership to a family in need, which is the greatest. So let's save time and money and shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash truthtalks for 30% off your first order. Plus, you get a $60 gift for free. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash truth talks. Thrive market.com slash truth talks. Hi sis. Welcome to Truth Talks with Tara. The purpose behind this podcast and online ministry is to help beautiful women like yourself know, love, and live God's truth. Not only will this be a space of truthful, faith-filled talks, it will also be a place where we let God's word speak for itself because God's truth speaks. My name is Tara and I'm your host, but you can call me your sister. Join me each week as we talk about the truth of God's word and how it can ignite us with purpose. We'll talk about God's word, how we're called to live, challenging topics and grow in faith together. My prayer is that God would use this podcast to encourage and equip our hearts. Let's be women who love his truth, live his truth and spread his truth. Hello, sweet friend. Welcome back to another episode of Truth Talks with Tara. It's your girl, Tara, obviously. (laughs) Thank you so much for setting aside part of your day once again to meet with me here and talk about hope. I'm really, really, and I mean really excited about today's episode. Over the last few months, God has really been impressing upon me the need for biblical hope, God's hope more than ever. And I'm sure I'm not the only one. I mean, let's just take a look around. It's October 2020. We're currently living in the middle of a global pandemic. We're having to live in unstable climates with so many changes in our lives, schooling, work environments, and more. There are so many people, groups, and countries hurting. Wars, financial crises, presidential elections, the list goes on. But these struggles and the seemingly hopeless situations aren't confined to the year 2020. What I mean is, seemingly hopeless situations aren't exclusive to just this year, or any year. This is a reality we have to wrestle with day in and day out, month in and month out, year in and year out. So the goal of today's episode is to discuss what hope is, a hope 101, if you will. So my prayer is that whenever and wherever you listen to this episode, you will find the utmost trust in your creator, that you'll walk away feeling fully assured in his hope, what it is, how you can have it, and why you're actually not living in hopelessness. 
First, let's take a second to define the two different kinds of hope. Now, we don't always realize that there are two different kinds of hope, but there is. Let's look at them closely. The first kind of hope is worldly hope, which we will quickly realize is false hope. But let's look at what it is and how it operates to set the stage. If worldly hope could talk, it probably would sound something like this. I don't know what's going to happen with blank, but I hope this happens. I don't know what's going to happen with coronavirus, but I hope blank happens. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but I hope blank happens. I don't know what's going to happen when I die, but I hope blank happens. It's like running around, trying to play basketball in the dark, hoping that we make it into the basket, but we literally have no idea what's in front of us. We don't have any assurance or anything to look forward to because we're waiting in the unknown. It's hoping for something, but not having any foundation because we can't trust what's in front of us. Worldly hope is unsure because there's nothing powerful, eternal, or trustworthy to put our faith in here. It may be a good strategy to depend on for a while, but it will never be in the long run. It's like hoping that your sunflowers will grow in shallow soil with no water or light. You may get a few sprouts come up, but they'll quickly die and never survive. Why? Because they have shallow roots. Because they can't possibly grow stronger without sun, water, and nutrients. Worldly hope is a false hope, a facade promising one thing and not being able to truly deliver. As hard as it may try, it doesn't have the eternal and lasting foundation to give you what it promises. Okay, now that we've broken down what worldly hope is, let's look at God's hope or biblical hope. God's hope, on the other hand, if it could talk, probably would sound a bit like this. I may not understand everything, but I don't have to rely on wishful thinking. I have confidence and trust in the promises of God that will carry me through today into eternity. And not only do I trust his promises, but I trust his character. Therefore, I can walk in faith today, knowing beyond a shadow of a doubt that my future and my God is sure. Boom. How is worldly hope measuring up now, right? Friend, the hope that comes from God is rooted in the promises he's given us and his trustworthy character, meaning his heart and the traits that have never let us down. Let's unpack this by reading the first few verses of 1 Peter 1 together. It reads, Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. Seriously, one of my favorite passages right there. The author Peter explains that our hope is rooted in what God did through Jesus Christ on the cross. We know that the Bible is a huge interconnected story that's told through smaller books. The stage is set in Genesis after Adam and Eve sinned, and that's when God put his plan of salvation into motion. That's when God put his plan of hope in motion. If we read the Bible, we can see that God infused the world with hope, again a confidence and trust in his promises from the very beginning. God was in Act 1, instilling hope in his people so that they would be ready for their living ultimate hope, as 1 Peter says, that living ultimate hope being Jesus Christ. Not only was God giving his people hope through his promises and the covenants he kept then in the Old Testament, he was also preparing to give his people Jesus years later, the ultimate salvation. 
Let's think about it. Within the first weeks of God creating the world, Adam and Eve messed up. They put themselves in a hopeless situation. They ate from the tree they weren't allowed to touch and were separated from God. Yet what did he decide to do? What did he plan to give not only them, but all of humanity, all of us? One word, hope. So doesn't that just really show the difference between biblical hope and worldly hope? One kind of hope is built on shaky sand, a foundation that promises confidence and assurance, but couldn't possibly deliver because its trust isn't in the eternal or saving. But the other hope is built upon God, the creator of the universe and who he says he is. It's built on his character, meaning his trustworthiness, graciousness, love, and strength. It's built on the fact that he ushered in hope from the beginning, weaving it through Adam and Eve's story, Abraham's story, David's story, and eventually he sent his son to die for us. And that son was Jesus, our living hope. The one who would not only give us faith for today, what we can see right now, but hope for the future. That no matter what happens here on earth, we have eternity and salvation to look forward to. Wow, friend, that was some truth right there. I really hope that this gave you a super detailed look into what hope is from some passages in the word. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. 2024 has simultaneously felt like the longest and shortest year. Our little family has gone through so many highs and lows and joys and valleys. I mean, Hunter's growing up so crazy and our calendars are so crazy. And this is usually the time of year where so many of us give up on our New Year's resolutions. And while some of mine have not panned out, to be honest, there are some that have. I am personally really proud of my consistent workout routine this year. It has been something that has been so off and on since having Hunter. It's also given me so much mental clarity to be physically active. I'm also really proud that I have instilled regular rhythms of rest in my life and not just rest when I'm burnt out, which was usually the norm. When life moves so quickly, let's just slow down and celebrate our little wins and move forward in faith and make adjustments for the rest of the year. This is your little mid-year check-in. Therapy can help you take stock of your progress and set achievable goals for the rest of the year. So if you're thinking about giving therapy a try, try BetterHelp to keep you on track. It's entirely online, so it flows with your lifestyle, and you can select a therapist that fits your needs and beliefs, but also feel the freedom to switch at any time to find the best match. Therapy gives you the space to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and process it, which can be really hard on your own. So visit betterhelp.com slash truth talks today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash truth talks. We're going to talk more about how to build this hope, live it out, and some more verses. But first, let me ask you this question. Have you ever thought that hope in God is naive? Let me explain it this way. Have you ever thought that having hope in God doesn't have any grounds? That maybe it's just a nice word that Christians use to make themselves feel better about horrible circumstances? Honestly, I have. After dropping out of college a few years ago, I had lost a lot of hope. I was devastated, pretty sure that I had no purpose or hope in life because I had just withdrawn from what I thought was my good future. My parents, boyfriend, and friends would encourage me to have hope, keep the faith, and remember that God had better plans ahead. But I remember thinking one day that those sentiments were just that. Sentiments. The phrase, have hope in God, felt pretty empty because my circumstances were heavy, sad, and heartbreaking. In those moments, I naively believed the enemy's lies. I began to think that maybe hope was just a word that Christians like to use to make someone feel better, but not really offer any solutions, that it didn't have any solid foundation. 
But after wrestling and sitting in God's presence those next few months, he met me with the most beautiful truth. I remember him telling me that the hope he offers isn't naive. It wasn't a cop-out or a way to deny the hard things in life. Sweet friend, we need to remember this. Hope is a steady, unwavering assurance in God that no matter what happens, no matter what we know or don't know, God is in control. Hope is believing that God is trustworthy and there's more to the story than we could ever imagine. How often do we make our circumstances or the hopelessness of it bigger than our God? Here's the cool truth from Hebrews 11. Hope goes hand in hand with faith. Think about the word hope and faith literally grabbing hands and being so attached. The two are undeniably connected. Think of hope as the future tense of faith, meaning our faith now, here and now, is expressed in hope for the things to come. Hebrews 11.1 says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. In this chapter, the author of Hebrews uses that verse to kick off a beautiful chapter, one we like to call the Hall of Faith. It's an encouraging and faithful chapter about particular people in the Old Testament who displayed miraculous faith despite their circumstances. Did you catch that part? Hebrews 11 describes faith as the assurance of things hoped for. There's that word hope again. By defining faith as assurance and conviction, the author indicates that biblical faith isn't vague hope. He indicates that faith isn't wishful thinking with a foundation in the imaginary. It's not something that the first Christians or even God himself created out of thin air. Instead, faith is feeling settled, rooted, and confident in God's promises. Can you see how faith and hope are linked? Biblical hope is based on faith, meaning we can't have hope without first having the foundation of faith. Faith is believing in God and all he promises, past, present, and future. Hope is expectancy and trust that what God says will happen. They go hand in hand. Faith is living out the promises now, and hope is the fuel that keeps us going. Think about hope as the fuel for our tank that will keep us moving forward to our heavenly finish line. No matter how hard it is, true biblical hope is looking past the circumstances that confront us. It's having eternal eyes, seeing the bigger picture, and not allowing circumstances of our present to deter us from the bigger future hope. Romans 8 is one of my favorite chapters in the Bible, where Paul, the author, describes the future glory of every believer. In this chapter, his goal is to emphasize the final hope of believers. What final hope means is the resurrection with Christ when he comes back and welcomes us into eternity. Let's read verses 24 through 25 together. For in this hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. The hope that Paul says saves us is the one that Jesus purchased for us on the cross. What Paul is communicating in those verses we just read is that our final hope is what spurs us on to live in the present. The fact that we can confidently look forward to an eternity with Christ, his second coming, and final victory is hope itself. What we can see right now isn't hope. It's faith in God and walking through it day by day. But what fuels each step we take? That's our final hope in Christ. So Paul encourages us to hope in what we don't see. Our resurrection and eternity with Christ. Our new bodies. Christ's final victory over death and sin forever. He encourages us to wait with patience. To keep hoping and trusting because Jesus 
is coming back. He keeps his promises. It's so obvious in Romans 8 that Paul had eternal eyes, like we mentioned just a few minutes ago. He saw the bigger picture, God's plan and will, and didn't allow his circumstances to take his eyes off his future hope in Christ. Now, this doesn't mean that we naively believe our circumstances here on earth don't matter. This doesn't mean that we shouldn't care about how we live or respond to the circumstances around us. This doesn't mean that we should just breeze through life and not care about anything. (laughs) No, this just means that we should meet every circumstance, trial, and opportunity with hopeful, heavenly lenses. When we live each day and meet every obstacle, it's an opportunity for us to see it in the light of God's hope. To look at our life and think, how can I live, serve, and glorify God through this? You see, if you remember anything from this episode, let's remember that hope is meant to be our motivator. The reason that we can even make it through one day. Without hope, our lives and circumstances would be too much to bear. It's especially hard when we're met with devastation, opposition, or pain. But the truth remains, hope is God's provision and gift for us. It's a way to press towards the upward goal, as Philippians 3 says. God knew that there would be trials, pain, heartache, and seemingly hopeless situations in life. So what did he do? He provided hope as our true and lasting solution. Think of it this way. Nothing worth pursuing, following, or giving your life to is hopeless. And we can clearly see that in God's plan. From Genesis to now, and then until he comes back again, hope is meant to carry us through to be our beacon of light, pointing back to God and His Son, to the hope that they promise. So all in all, hope comes from the promises of God, rooted in the work of Christ, and it will carry us until Jesus comes back. Wow, that's some good news, right? I seriously hope that after comparing God's hope and the world's hope, that you're convinced that God's way is the only worthy one for you, and that you can really have it. I promise. But first, I want to give a quick disclaimer. There still may be a slight part of you that wonders, can I really trust God? Is his hope really valid? Is what everything that Tara just read from the Bible actually true? Dear friend, this is what I would say to you. This is my giant bear hug and challenge for you. Read God's word. It's chock full of real life stories of God's hope, how he gave it to his people, and how he never let his promises fail. It's chock full of passages about who he says he is, which fosters trust and confidence in him. That when he says he will do something, he will. Pray and ask God to help you believe him, to knock down anything in your life that you're running to hope for and replace it with him. Okay, now let's get into some practical ways to foster and strengthen our hope in God. I hope you're ready for some tips and practical takeaways because here we go. One of the very first ways to strengthen and grow our hope and confidence in God is through something I just said, by reading his precious and very great promises in the Bible. Remember how we said that hope is trust and confidence in the things to come? In God's promises to come? Well, inside the Bible are many truthful stories about how God has fulfilled his promises. There are so many stories about how God proved to be a promise keeper over literally thousands of years. There are so many passages that tell us who God is, loving, merciful, gracious, and so much more. So one of the major ways is to dig into scripture and read it. If we truly believe that God's word is the truth, we can trust him when he says that he is our only hope in the Bible. The second tip, if you will, has a lot to do with the first. 
When I was going through my rough patch after leaving public college, I spent a lot of time reading Hebrews 11 and focusing on individual stories in the Bible. Why? Well, because it was a way to look at God's track record. Here's what I mean by that. Abraham, Moses, Adam, David, Paul, you name any Bible character. Seriously, they were real people, real lives, and real stories. If we go back and read their stories, ask the Lord to help us understand and implant the truth in our hearts, we can see how God was trustworthy. We can see the hope that they had and how it didn't put them to shame. We can see that they labored and worked really hard for God, keeping their eyes on the eternal hope, and they weren't wrong. Sure, they went through the fire. They went through the pain and the heartbreak for the Lord, but God continually showed up. He continually fulfilled his promises. He never failed in any of them. And reminding ourselves of that truth can really deepen our trust in him. My third tip for today would be to look to Christ as your ultimate hope above anything else in the world. Yeah, I know, easier said than done, and I'm preaching to myself here too. Yeah, I know, easier said than done, friend, but I'm preaching to myself here too. We can strengthen our hope in God when we believe and position himself as our only hope, our only foundation, to believe that he is who he says he is, and he's going to send his son back to secure eternity for us. Let's get practical. This can look like listing out some of the things we may be putting false hope in. Every once in a while, I literally force myself to write down idols or false hopes in my life. This can look like finances, social media, anything. And let me tell you, it ain't pretty, but it's necessary. It's really eye-opening to come with a humble heart and admit those things. Sometimes all it takes is truly recognizing and admitting them so we can get back to placing God in position number one. Then that's when we start on the road to recovery of asking God to reveal himself to us again, to show us that he's supreme. It takes a lot of prayer and diligence, but it's life-changing and beautiful because it's the way we were created to live. Lastly, this is more of a truth to hold on to and less of a practical tip, but here goes. If Christ truly died and rose again for us, then we can have confidence that all of God's promises are yes in Him. Can I get an amen? If we truly believe that Jesus Christ died and rose again for us, then we can believe that he's our promise keeper. We can believe that he's our only hope. Because God was weaving and planting hope from the beginning, we can trust him to carry it on. To today, to tomorrow, till years from now. And if we have that confidence, we can have hope. Sweet friend, wow. What an awesome time digging into this truth with you today. I know this was a jam-packed episode, but I seriously don't think that we could ever get enough encouragement and truth about hope. We all need a reminder every once in a while, actually very often, about the hope that we have in God. If you enjoyed today's truth talk, please screenshot this episode, post it to your Instagram stories, and tag me at Miss Tara Sun and at Truth Talks with Tara. I'd love to thank you personally for listening, and you know just how worthwhile it is to spread Jesus online. That's the goal at the end of the day. I mean, if we're gonna be on social media, we might as well use it to glorify Him, right? Thank you so much for taking the time to rate and review this podcast on iTunes as well. Like I've mentioned before, not only does rating and reviewing the podcast make my soul leap for joy, it also boosts this podcast so we can get more eyes and ears on God's truth. Please know how deeply loved you are and what solid hope you have in God. 
May you believe beyond a shadow of a doubt that life is not hopeless because you are held by living hope himself. Thank you for listening and chatting with me here, sweet, sweet friend. Be encouraged. See you next week.